The Popcorn and Books podcast is brought to you by BuildAKidsLibrary.org, a nonprofit organization that brings the community together to put books in the hands of kids. Because the lack of books in the homes is a huge issue, and families living in poverty, books are a luxury that many do not have. Our goal is to help fight the literacy problem that some kids face and to be there for kids who need someone to read with. The Build A Kids Library Program is where we send books to kids ages 5 to 10 in Detroit, Michigan and its surrounding areas once a month to grow their home library. We support kids all over in their literacy journey by helping them enjoy reading through read-aloud events, subscription boxes, community engagements, and book mail giveaways. If you want to receive free books, then go to my website, www.buildakidslibrary.org, to sign up now. Hey guys, it's me, Carter, and today we will be reading Shift Agents, Be Confident, by Winoa Arlene. Now let's get started. Chapter 1. Breathe. Jane's breathing was quickly becoming hard to control, and instantly she began to cough, and her throat began to close. Her asthma has been flaring up since the most recent Southgate sign. Today in gym class was no exception. She tried to slow her breathing down, in and out, in and out. She thought. She looked down at her shoes and noticed how quickly her breathing was spiraling out of control. She could hear the wheezing bill with each short, choppy breath. She slowly maneuvered to the grassy area inside the trap. Suddenly, all the blood began to rush into her head, causing her to feel lightheaded. Not that you could tell by looking at her mahonani skin. Her skin tone never changed as it hid the fact that her airway was slowly becoming restricted. She began to say to herself, Just slow your pace down, Janae Swift. Breathe. You can control your breathing if you don't panic. It won't help to panic. Inhale deeply. Remember to relax. You are fine. You have your inhaler. But inside of her brown skin, her anxiety was rising. It was hard to remain calm and control when she felt like it was sucking in air through a crazy straw. She could hear her mother's voice saying, Remain calm. Go to your happy place where you can breathe easily. She put her hands on her knees as the other kids zoomed past her like rockets. Janae looked up and spotted a bench across the track. It seemed 1,000 feet away with her labored breathing. Walking any distance was a challenging task for someone who was struggling for air. She carefully maneuvered her way through the sea of kids, limping toward the bench. She was amazed that no one had seemed to notice the expression of panic on her face. She felt helpless and invisible. She knew the tears were coming soon. Which pocket was her inhaler? Janae fumbled through her gym shorts, searching for her inhaler. She pulled out an old scrunchie and a piece of gum from yesterday. As she kept getting, she finally found the inhaler deep in her left pocket. Janae felt a strong wind gust, which she knew was her friend Caroline. 
Caroline thought loudly in her mind. Calm down. Don't panic. You can handle this. She spoke to Janae without using words. Caroline was born with the gifts of telepathic powers of communication. Even though her still set was emerging, she was getting better at using it each time she telepathically communicated with others. Janae took a puff from her inhaler and waited for the relief to spread through her airways. She could imagine her mother saying, When this happens, you must slow down. Take deep breaths and do not panic. You are fine. Just use your inhaler. As the medicine began to work, Janae's breathing became easier to manage. Even though her throat was still a bit tight, the dreadful feeling began to leave her. Janae knew that relief was finally coming soon. The girls exchanged a glance of relief that only best friends can give. The terror of the attack was over. Caroline and Janae had been friends since first grade. They connected during recess one day, and the rest was history. Instant best friends. Jane, Janae did not have too many friends. She tried relentlessly to make friends, but she was awkward with friendships. She struggled to find the right thing to do or say at just the right time for others to relate to her. Maybe it was her superhero powers that made her not fit in with the others. She wasn't sure exactly why it was so hard for her to make and keep friends. Since relationships hadn't come easily for her, she truly treasured the gift of friendship with Caroline. Janae was relieved to begin middle school with a built-in friend like Caroline. Janae took another long puff from her inhaler and held it for a moment. She closed her eyes and imagined herself sitting relaxed on the beach. Janae loved living in Pine Hills. Having a beach so close was the sleepy town's best feature. After a few minutes, Caroline's voice brought her back to reality. Do you feel better now? she asked. The fear of another attack skipped through Janae's mind and began to fade as she quickly thought, Yes. Caroline said, Good. I was frightened that you needed help, you know, from the nurse. These attacks seem to come more frequently and more intensely. Well, maybe I do need help. Let's ask Coach Noddington if I can go to the nurse, Janae stammered. As she stood to her feet, she sighed and replied, Never mind. I think I'm okay. Janae has been struggling with making and committing to quick decisions for a while. She was often insecure underneath her fiercely independent shell. Making and committing to quick decisions is a necessary skill for all superheroes and middle school students. Mr. Swift had been working with Janae to enhance her superpower skills and confidence. Janae's father noticed her ability to create light when she was typically young. One night, after their nighttime story time, prayers, and goodnight snuggles, he whispered, This is the final goodnight, Janae. Sweet dreams, as he walked out and turned the light off. Imagine his surprise as he went to make sure she was asleep to find Janae awake. Not only she was awake, but she was also on the floor playing with her toys. Her hands were glowing and lighting the room just enough to see her toys. Her dad stared at the door in disbelief. His family would never believe the unique way that Janae's powers were discovered during an ordinary bedtime.
As Janae got older, Mr. Swift began a superhero school exclusively for Janae and eventually invited Caroline once the family discovered her powers. He called it Hero Camp. He started each session of Hero Camp with the praise, Remember girls, in this life you will make lots of mistakes. It is important for you to not let your mistakes define your next move. Your character is defined by the decisions you make after the mistake. Those next moves make all the difference in the world. He held the camp after school and on weekends to help the girls understand and strengthen their powers. The group met at the Swift House, where her father built an obstacle course for the girls in their spacious wooded backyard. Her dad was confident that her superhero electrical powers could protect her from anything at this moment, with another asthma attack happening, it didn't feel like those powers could protect her at all. Even with her superpowers and her best friend, Janae still felt vulnerable and weak. Chapter 2 Do you see what I see? Janae was trying to figure out what prompted the asthma attack when the coach's whistle interrupted her thoughts. Coach Nonnington always interrupt absolutely everything. Janae secretly knew that he hated her. She wasn't quite sure why, but she was confident that Coach didn't like her. He bellowed from the inside of the track. Hey, Janae! Are you okay? Why are you sitting on that bench? She stared blankly at him and decided to focus on regulating her breathing rather than responding to his question. He continued, you will never be there record time on the while resting like that. Caroline nervously responded. She was having an asthma attack, but she is fine now. Um, thanks for asking. Noddington bellowed across the field. Hey, Swift, do you need the nose? Caroline quickly replied. No, thanks. We're fine. She helped Janae to the locker room, thankful that gym class was complete for the day. Caroline lost track of Janae in the crowded locker room. Why are the gym classes so big? She went to her locker and began to change out of her gym clothes. Her superhero speed helped her slip out of that disgusting uniform in record time. The awkward colors didn't match her pale skin tone. She loathed out the mustard yellow shirt and ketchup red shorts. These hot dog condensed colors complete competed with her red hair. The school colors and the design of the gym uniform shirt did her small frame no favors. The enormous pine trails crest swallowed her delicate features. Caroline wanted to check on Janae. Good thing that they both had the next pyramid with Miss Corky. She could catch up with her there. As she walked through the crowded hallway, Caroline tried to figure out why Janae has so many asthma attacks lately. She never had so many episodes in such a short time. What was different over the last month? Not, nothing stuck out in her memory. Oh, but one thing came to the mind of the Southgate Academy sighting at the soccer game. Since coming to middle school, Caroline and Janae have run into Southgate a few times. The school district bussed the Southgate students to Pine Trails for many years. 
The differences between these two towns were extremely noticeable. The Southgate students always felt awkward at Pine Hills Academy. The rural life was quite different from the beach life to the Pine Hill kids. Once Pine Hills reached over 1,000 students, Southgate Academy was created. In an instant, the rivalry began. The Southgate Sharks always wanted to prove that they were the best and would do anything to ensure their victory. Once during the final rounds of the basketball competition, they broke into the school and flattened all the basketballs. Most people wouldn't have noticed the tiny back sharpie shark drawn on each of the deflated basketballs. But that shark scribble caught Janae's keen eye as she helped Coach Nonnington clean up the gymnasium. The sharks seemed to show up at the worst possible time, like Caroline's first starting soccer game. Coach Jones finally told Caroline that she would start in the game that afternoon against Redsville. Caroline invited her parents to the game. Her mom and dad were both finally off for work and present at this game at the same time. It was tough to get her mom and dad in the same place at the time since their divorce. That day was a success. Both parents were present at the game, ready to cheer for Caroline. As Pine Hills started their warm-up on the field, Janae sat on the sideline bench. She chewed the end of a pencil as she read the equipment manager checklist. Today was her first time filling in for the regular manager. Truthfully, the real reason she volunteered was to cheer on Caroline, maybe make some new friends. Janae watched as Caroline was warming up on the field. Her last name, Murphy, and her number nine was proudly displayed on the back of her jersey. She was sweating profusely. It was hard to tell if Caroline was just hot from the afternoon, rising temperature, or had a few pre-game jitters. Her face was as red as her wavy, long red hair. Playing as a striker, Caroline found it hard to run slowly enough so the other girls could keep up. She purposely slowed down not to reveal her superhero cover. Maintaining her secrecy was a big reason that Caroline had been working to develop her telefactic ability. She avoided listening to other people's thoughts to know for sure that they weren't starting to question her abilities. Looking in the stands, Caroline spotted a Southgate shark sky blue shirt. Why would a Southgate Academy student attend this game? The girl's jet black hair was pulled back into a ponytail, exposing a smirky smile. Caroline had a feeling that the game would not be ordinary. In an instant, a massive cloud of fog descended on the soccer field as Caroline raced into the sidelines in Janae's direction. Caroline stammered loudly, I can't even see the ball. This fog is so thick I can barely see my hands. There was a shark in the stand. This fog is not a coincidence. Janae's mind began to race. Should, should she light the sky so everyone could see? Or maybe just enough for the girls to see the soccer field in front of them? Caroline quickly decided, Janae, just enough light for us, please. Quickly, Janae clapped her hands together and created a faint electric glow that created a dim light 
around their feet. The girls walk into the gate, separating the fans from the players to catch a better glimpse of the sneaky shark. In the chaos, they lost sight of the shadowy figure. Janae noticed the sky blue movement across the field and pointed as they watched the sky blue shirt maneuver through the crowd across the field to Redsville's side. They squinted to see the ponytail figure with the mysterious bulge quickly sink, slinking out of reach across the field. As the players began to leave the field, Caroline heard the referee call the game for inclement weather. <sighs> Caroline's parents would miss her starting game. As the girls began to walk across the field, the fog vanished as quickly as it appeared, but the cancellation stuck as Redsville was already aboard their bus. Caroline ran to the stands to find her parents. Her mother was silently seated near her father, but she knew they hadn't exchanged a word during this chaos. They hadn't spoken to each other without any attorney present in a long time. Mr. Murphy waved and said, Caroline, dear, I am so sorry that you won't get to start in the game. Please hurry and grab your things. Caroline's dad walked both girls back to the sideline bench. The girls could finally see and began to pack up the team's equipment. At that moment, they noticed a tiny shark drawing on the bench. This was a confirmation that the sharks had caused the fall. The sharks strike again! But why would they create the cloudy mist? The girls soon realized that Janae's backpack was missing. This revelation only added to their unease about the fall. More apparently, Janae's access card for their secret lair was in her missing bag. Janae and Caroline spent a great deal of time designing a library book with a hidden pocket held the life the lair card. Perhaps the thief would think that it was a regular library book. Caroline's parents were suddenly interrupted when she bumped into Maria. The girls collided in the hall near the gym. Caroline wasn't watching where she walked in the crowded hallway. Caroline embarrassedly said, Sorry, Maria. Marie returned the apology with a stare, the kind of gaze that you'd feel instantly uncomfortable. Caroline could not figure Maria out. Why was Maria so expressionless, cold, and mean? Before she could try to get a response from her, the one-minute warning bell rang. Both girls scurried to class. Maybe Miss Corky wouldn't notice that Caroline was late. Chapter 3 Stage Fright Miss Corky was one of Janae's favorite teachers. She told corny jokes and sang songs to herself when she was happy. Janae thought Miss Corky was funny, sweet, and still kind of strict all at the same time. She always seemed to be happy until she was not. You instantly knew the difference. Miss Corky was on big teams in the classroom. Usually, kids worked together to accomplish the objective of the day. As she entered the room, Janae scanned the room, hoping to see the desks clustered in groups. No such luck. Standard rose today. Miss Corky did not notice Janae's investigative glance in the room from the hallway. She tried to find something on her desk. She must have felt Janae's energy when she entered the room because she glanced up. 
Miss Corky looked worried. Oh, Janae, honey, are you okay? You look a little drained. Janae tried to smile as she quietly spoke. I'm fine, just a little. Janae's voice tapered off. Okay, but let me know if you need anything. Miss Corky replied with a concern and a worry in her voice. The kids spilled into the room as the bell rang. Miss Corky's eyes sparkled as usual. The lesson began with so many before. Good morning, sweet kids. Welcome to our team meeting. Today we will focus on... Miss Corky paused as Caroline slinked into the class later. Caroline looked apologetic as she crept in the back of the classroom. She wondered if Miss Corky was upset that she was tardy. After a quick scan of Miss Corky's thought, Caroline could hear her thinking through today's lesson and not focused on Caroline. Whew, what a lucky break! Caroline pushed into Janae's thought and said, Are you okay? Janae nodded as she slightly stared at Caroline across the room. Caroline responded sympathetically, I think I know why you have those asthma attacks. Remember the soccer game? I can't explain how, but I know that the shocks to, are to blame. The girls quiet their silent mental conversation just as Miss Corky finished her team talk with their favorite quote. Remember, learning has several shortcuts. The first one is hard work. Janae noticed the words spelling bee written boldly on the board. She smiled and sat up a bit straighter in her chair. Finally, something that Janae could do easily. Instantly, Janae knew today was going to be a great day. Miss Corky explained the spelling bee rules. We will participate in our school's spelling bee. The judges will announce the word to be spelled. You can ask the country of origin, definition, or the judge will use the word in a sentence. Each student will have one minute to spell the word and give it to them. Each grade will have a winner, and those winners will compete in our district spelling bee. We can make this our year for Pine Hills to shine. Remember, you can be anything. Okay, it looks like we have time for one more bee joke. What kind of bee can't make up his mind? A maybe. Get it? Maybe? I could do this all day, but it's time to go. Let's quietly walk down the auditorium to begin. The sixth, the entire sixth grade assembled in the auditorium. The lights beamed across the stage. The trophy case sparkled under the lights. Janae squinted and found from from the picture of the district spelling bee champion from 2010. At the beginning of the year, Miss Corky noticed the sixth grade class fantastic spelling abilities during one of her lessons. Southgate has won the district spelling bee for the past 10 years, but this year was different. Miss Corky was confident that there was a champion speller among the sixth grade class. Miss Corky, Mr. Jackson, and Mrs. B. Waxen set, settled the kids and began the spelling bee. The judges sat stone-faced and asked Janae her first word. Can you spell murmured, please? Upon hearing the question, a lump filled Janae's throat. For a moment, she felt small and frail in front of the entire sixth grade class. 
and struggled to see the correct spelling in her mind. The stage, the stage light suddenly became too bright and hurt her eyes. Her eyes darted downward toward her shoes. She quietly spoke into the microphone. M-M-U-R-M-U-R-E-D. Renee stumbled through the word. The judges leaned forward and strained to hear her soft voice amidst the silent auditorium. Despite her nerves, Janae quickly advanced through the next 15 rounds. Caroline was eliminated early in the competition in the 20th word. Miss Corky asked Janae to spell the word diligence. Janae struggled to figure out the spelling. In almost an audible voice, she asked, Can I have the definition and please use it in a sentence? Miss Corky grabbed the mic. Diligence means steady effort. The sentence is, continue to show the same diligence to the very end so that you will hope for will be realized. Janae lowered her head and twirled a coil from the nape of her neck. She quietly pictured the correct spelling of the word in her mind. Janae stood for a while, nervously twirling her hair around for her finger. Her eyes darted around the auditorium. Finally, they rested on Caroline. Caroline flashed her a double thumbs up. Janae took a deep breath and began to spell. Her voice was shaky, but audible. D-I-L-I-G-E-N-C-E. Correct, the judges warmly responded. That correctly spelled word left only Janae and Maria on the stage. Maria stepped up to the microphone, looking cool and confident. She tucked her curly brown hair and behind her ear as she expectantly looked at the judges. In October, Maria Gonzales began school at Pine Hills. Her arrival had been a few days before the previous shark sighting. As the judges selected Maria's word randomly from the stack of cards, Your word is alliance. Maria, who looked who once looked confidently at the judges, slowly looked uncomfortable. She stared at the crowd silently for a while. A hush fell over the auditorium. Maria began to stammer. A L L I she paused. She continued. B N C E. The judges looked up. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Could this be happening to Janae? Janae looked at Maria and felt the silent disappointment in her eyes. Maria quickly walked off the stage and was almost in her seat as the judges named Janae Swift the winner. Janae stood on the stage in shock as she hesitated to realize that she had won. She had never won any competition. Her surprise turned into pride as Janae beamed and received the certificate from the judges. Caroline bounded up the auditorium stairs. First place in spelling bee, no way! This, There is no one stopping you on the district competition, she explained excitedly. The day that had been started with a struggle was turning out to be sweet. Chapter 4 Please Pardon the Interruption Janae sat alone and took out her sandwich. Lunchtime, the best class of the day. 
Janae chuckled that funny thought as she took the first bite of her peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Caroline had gone to the lunch line to buy lunch. She was joking around with some other kids as she approached the table. Caroline read Janae's thoughts and mentally questioned, Did you just think that? Pretty lame, Janae. Lunch is not the best class of the day. Are you sure you are okay from earlier today? This is the third asthma attack in two days. I am fine, I guess. I just don't know what's going on. My asthma doesn't normally act up this day, this way. Janine responded aloud. Caroline continued, Have you thought why this is happening? Don't you find it suspicious that your asthma attacks increase after that frog invaded the soccer field? Think back to the soccer game where Southgate mysteriously appeared. Janine thought about it as she chewed on her cheese puffs. Well, maybe. I just wanted to know which shark stole the key to her lair and why. We still have to sneak down to the lair and make sure that it is secure. The girls finished their lunch and asked to use the restroom. They walked down to the hallway, past the bathroom, and continued to the auditorium. Once inside, the girls moved swiftly towards the back of the auditorium. The first few days of school, they secured the school for a remote and unused location. Finally, they found an idea behind the auditorium, an unused prop closet, which is a perfect place to conceal their hideout. The lair took a few weeks to complete. The girls installed a scan card system for entry under the prop closet sign as extra security. After entering the backstage area, Janae clapped her hands together ever so softly. The soft electric yellow glow from her open hands lit the pathway as the girls made their way to the hideout. Janae's hands illuminated every inch of the narrow hallway. The girls quickly scampered to the door of the prop closet. Caroline moved the prop closet sign as she pulled out her lair car and strumbutized the unblemished swipe card scanner. The girls swiped Caroline's car and entered the room. Nothing was disturbed. Janae whispered, The evil shark should have to find the secret lair before they used the key. Caroline agreed reluctantly. I guess you are right. Let's get back into the lunchroom before someone notices that we aren't in the bathroom. Janae led the way back to the front of the auditorium. The girls quietly crept out of the auditorium into the main hallway. Just as the auditorium doors clicked closed, the girls walked directly into Maria in the main hallway. Janae stopped in her tracks. Had Maria seen them coming out of the auditorium? Janae awkwardly stared at Maria while Caroline began the conversation. Nice job at spelling the B today, Caroline tripped quickly. Thanks, I was hoping to win. Maybe next year, Maria said with a cold stare back at Janae. Janae took a step towards the cafeteria while saying, Well, you did a great job. Um, we should get back to lunch. We will see you later. Maria said nothing more. She simply turned on her heels and began walking to the front office. The girls rushed to return to the lunch table. The lunchroom's loud chatter was interrupted by Principal Golden. 
He loudly explained. Please pardon the interruption. Excuse me, boys and girls. The cafeteria took a few seconds to quiet down. He continued. I have an announcement. Miss Walton just handed me flyers for the sixth grade only dance. It'll take place next Friday immediately after school. The girls exchanged a knowing glance. It was dancing time. Dancing is what they did best, and they could not move with the best of them. Chapter 5. Family Meeting Janae could hardly contain her excitement as she got into her mom's car at parent pickup. The rest of the day had been ordinary, but she was bursting to tell her mom that she had won the spelling bee. Janae had never won anything before. This was epic. She buckled up quickly. Mom, this was the best day ever. I won the spelling bee, exploded Janae. In sync, her little brother started to whine so loudly that Mrs. Swift could not hear. Not even Jackson could upset Janae today. Janae, what made today so special? I couldn't hear it. Miss Swift questioned loudly over J Jackson's whining. The spelling bee! I won the spelling bee! I am going to represent sixth grade in our district competition. Miss Corky sent home this permission slip and a word list so I can practice. Janae explained. Oh, I am so proud of you. Good job. Your achievement calls for a family meeting. A family meeting is how Janae's family celebrated unique accomplishments, like when Jackson finally learned to tie shoes or Miss Swift finished her degree. So, I'm, I get to choose the meal since it is celebrating me, right? Janae questioned. Her mom agreed. They both giggled and knew that Janae wanted cheese pizza. I'll put the order in for Papa's Luigi's, her mom replied. Janae set the table for dinner. She could not wait for the pizza delivery to arrive. Her father greeted the pizza delivery guy and brought the pizza to the table. Everyone sat down at the table. After grace, Dad said, So Janae, I hear that there is a special reason for this family meeting. You know we have never had a spelling bee champ in our family. Imagine all the different types of superpowers that we have discovered in our lineage over the years. Should we add spelling to the list of your superpower abilities? Now, Uncle Billy uses an invisibility cloak. We have an instant aunt who could, who could melt metal. Cousin Sally is a shapeshifter, but never a champion speller. Janae hesitantly replied, Well, I don't think that I have a spelling superpower. I'm okay at spelling words, but it doesn't come natural like my electricity power. The most challenging part of the spelling bee was handling my nerves while standing on the stage. When you are up there, you're just kind, your heart just kind of drops to your stomach, and then the bright lights mess with your tinkling a little bit. Mr. Swift continued, Well, you know that my grandma Harriet Swift was a teacher who became the first black principal of a two-room schoolhouse. When I was a child, she told me many times in his life, you must do hard things even when you are afraid. She would have been so proud to know that we have a champion speller in the family. Mom interrupted. Jake, thanks for the walk down in our family history, but those are stories for another time. Let's get back to celebrating, Janae. 
Jackson mimic, celebrating Janae. Janae intended not to hear Jackson. She wasn't going to let him spoil her celebration, especially Papa Luigi's pizza. The cheese pizza from Papa Luigi's was Janae's favorite. Tonight, the pizza seemed extra cheesy. Oh, I forgot to mention that I got a call from Coach Nottington today. He wanted to check on you. He mentioned an asthma attack in class. He wanted to go send you to the nurse, but you didn't want to go. How are you feeling now? Janae munched on her pizza as she replied, I'm okay, I guess. Her mother looked at Janae and firmly said, You've had several close calls recently. If you have another attack, you should go to the nurse to call me. I will schedule an appointment with Dr. Hill. Janae tried to change the subject and held up the paper she brought to the table earlier. Here is the paperwork for the spelling bee, Mom and, Mom and Dad. Can one of you sign it? Let me get a pen, Mr. Swift said. Immediately, he jumped to his feet and used his super speed to zip to the office. He grabbed a pen and turned back towards the dining room. As she dashed through the house, he reduced his speed as he reposed to the table. Of course, I will sign this for you, baby girl. I am so proud of you. Dad went to the family room. Maybe we need to change our family model from, there are no shortcuts in life, just hard work, to, there are no shortcuts in spelling bees, just hard work. Janae laughed. She felt confident. Her parents' pride in her accomplishment reinforced her satisfaction. Later that night, Janae began to reflect as she completed her night hair routine. She moistened her hair while sitting in front of her closet mirror. Next, she sectioned off her afro and began to twist each section. She will undo the twist in the morning to reveal her curls. As she put on her scarf, Janae grinned from ear to ear at her reflection. She touched the girl's cheek in the mirror, so proud that was looking at the spelling bee champion. Janae climbed into bed, grateful for her accomplishment. I really enjoyed that book. I hope you did too. Again, my name is Carter, and I thank you for your time. Until next time, happy reading.